It's your girl Miracle Sims, and you are watching God, Sex, and Love. Today we're going to have a conversation uh, with a co-ed panel. We're going to discuss relationships and abuse. So if you guys are ready to dive into this conversation with us, stay tuned. Topic today. Uh, as you guys can see, we have Mr. Ryan Yay Market on the line. What's going on, beautiful people? We also have Regina Devers on the line as well. Looks like she's on the go. Hey, 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 it's your girl, Gigi. <laughs> and last but not least, we got the bad guy, Neil Newman. On the <laughs> If you heard this guy on the podcast, you guys know exactly why I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Bill. Welcome to the TV show. Uh, hey. Yay. So, friends, um, I won't be long your time or anything like that, but basically, um, you all know that we're going to talk about uh, abusive relationships. So, I don't know who wants to kick this thing off. What do we have to say about abusive relationships today? I feel like I'm abused by you sometimes. That's, that's, that's just starting off right there. I actually witnessed this today. <laughs> I witnessed it. See? got witnesses, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what it is. I guess it's this brother-sister bond that we have. I don't know, but I mean... Listen, we've addressed this already. I think this is just what it's going to be. So, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to help the people talking about, you know, the dynamic. I mean, I, I, I agree. I agree. I, okay. I, I digress, you know, but you're right. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other topic, guys. <laughs> but, um, I mean, well, okay, I'll start it off then. I'll start it off real right then since, you know, I got people that want to play on the line. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, no, but uh, all jokes aside, um, you know, I guess I have uh, been in a mentally and verbally abusive relationship, and I would say that that could be just as bad as a physical relationship because it kind of takes a toll on you, um, you know, mentally and everything like that. And it was kind of a uh, I see a struggle to get out of, but it 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 definitely like got me in a place of like feeling like I was unfamiliar with myself, feeling like I didn't recognize myself anymore. I had to like do things like keep notes and email myself just to kind of gather my own thoughts because I was just so I guess bombarded by the person and like their opinions and their unsolicited opinions or their ongoing critiques of me. Um, you know, and of course that that relationship did not last. Obviously. Um, 
but yeah so i guess i can come from that perspective but i mean well has anyone else been in any type of uh abusive relationship I mean, yeah probably, um, um go ahead regina ladies first no you can go ahead oh thank you thank you um i was in a physical and verbally abusive relationship um and something my mom taught me if you get hit you hit the person back right so i'll just say you know kind of like it started because well not started excuse me collecting my thoughts it came out because this individual he actually was an alcoholic um so i did not know that he was an alcoholic and i didn't know he was abusive either um i remember one time smelling like you know how people drink so much that the pores come that the smell come through their pores and i remember smelling it and i said something about it and you don't know what you're talking about i'm not i'm not a drunk i'm not an alcoholic i'm like okay anytime you need you feel like you need to go get something to drink to cope with the day or whatever like that that's just a little start but coming to find out this was a hereditary situation but nevertheless he became very physically and verbally abusive um more verbal than physical and i had opportunities to just leave him alone didn't because i was like you know well i can verbally abuse you just as much as you verbally abuse me I got a smart mouth too. Don't, you know, I'm gonna get mine in. But really all of that for what? It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of really who you are, allowing somebody else to take you out of character. Then on top of that, you like you kind of said earlier, forget who you are. And it's like, why am I dealing with this? Why am I putting up with this? One is because of our identity crisis. And truth be told, the pickings or selection of men out here are not mm, where, I guess, where it used to be. Don't look at me like that, Neil. I mean, I'm just being honest. This was years ago, though. This was how I was thinking. I haven't been in one since because I know my worth. I know that I'm not going to tolerate anybody putting their hands on me or treating me less than what I should be treated, which is with respect. I'm a queen and I deserve to be treated as such. So, mm. that was my experience. Well, I would say for me, um, abusive relationships come in many forms. You have family, dynamic. You have friendship, dynamic. Courtship, dynamic, which goes into possible uh, engagement, possible marriage, dynamic. There are different levels to this. I've more have personally experienced abusive uh, relationships on many different levels, even throughout family. Um, a lot of it has been through psychological uh, forms of manip manipulation, gaslighting, uh, narcissism. Then you have the verbal abuse, like Regina said earlier, um, people trying to tear you down, tear your self-esteem down, tear your character down, who you are. And then also, a lot of people overlook these two other factors of abuse. Financial abuse from your spouse, 
from your boyfriend, girlfriend, and then you also have, of course, church folk as well. Spiritual abuse. And I have witnessed a lot of these different factors growing up. Um, and I'll be honest with anybody here that my dynamic between myself and uh, father wasn't really that great. Um, I've witnessed from him a lot of psychological abuse, manipulation, a lot of deceiving, and also a lot of spiritual abuse, covering things up in the name of religion and not actually having a relationship between your father and son, or even when your son grows up to becoming a man, or even when your daughter grows up to becoming a woman, they want to have that relationship very healthy. Now, to anybody, you know, don't allow anybody to, like, like Regina said, you know, take you out of your character. Um, you got to know who you are, and your identity is very, very important. You know, I came to a place where I would always seek validation from family members, because you have a certain amount of friends. You know, you have those friends that we all grew up with that hang around you, but it wasn't for the sake of that they loved you. It was for the sake of you want to benefit from you. That's not, you know, a friendship or a relationship. You know, that's just really abuse on the cotton level. And it's never fun. You know, we have, we have to get to a place of maturity. You know, um, through those experiences come a lot of wisdom in that as well. And I would say, be good to yourself and love yourself, you know. And just like what Regina said too, you know, you find out later on that you identify the root to those matters within those individuals. Yes, it is very generational. And a lot of people, especially within our communities, black and brown communities, we don't want to fully address those roots to those issues as well. So love yourself. At the end of the day, you know, you know, I would rather be by myself with a goldfish named Penelope and a dog named Rufus before I even get into another relationship with somebody else that's going to dog me out who I am. And then, you know, you, and for me, you know, I am a single individual, single guy. So I've dealt with different levels of, you know, dating. And there are some women out there that still suffer, you know, with different levels of abuse and they don't even realize it that they're taking that form of abuse as baggage and dumping it on to brand new individual that they're trying to talk to or engage in as well. So you gotta be careful with that. So love yourself. That's some good stuff that uh Ranye has said because what it boils down to ultimately to me, in my opinion, it boils down to one, loving yourself, but how did you grow up? You know, if you grew up in a household with a single parent, and let's say that single parent was doing everything that they can to show you that they love you, or maybe they were abusive towards you. Um, but let's go with the positive one. So they're showing you everything that they possibly can to show you that they care about you and that you're loved and everything like that. But typically, it's the the male that is missing out of the household. There are some single fathers, and I applaud them very much so, because there are young ladies, little girls, who need to be told and shown how to love themselves, how to respect themselves, and different things like that. What to accept and not to accept. And no slight on the single moms, 
but there is something that a man does for a a little girl and a little boy that a mother no matter how hard she tries she can't do it there's like this light switch that goes on so i think it has a lot to do with i know um on yesterday um i was speaking with someone and they're a domestic violence um survivor and they were sharing with me that it it starts with the language first it starts with the language and if you're not looking at the red flags on how their language is like okay man you ain't never gonna be nothing what you ain't never gonna be nothing you can't do nothing right all of that type of negative talk and self-tearing a person down that is a red flag right there and some people feel like that that's the only way that they're loved and that's unfortunate because there are so much there's so much love out here and somebody that wants to love somebody but because of what society says and what society thinks for some reason their words and their actions are way more important than a person knowing who they are so um i mean that's i just think that there are more abusive relationships going on than what's reported because a lot of people don't think that verbal abuse is but i was um i want to say like a few years ago i was told that you can see an emotion you can see a scar and a scar a physical scar heals but it takes years decades however long to heal from a verbal or an emotional scar because words have power yes yes those bruises you know they hurt but words have power at the end of the day also to cap on what you know just said you know to normalize any level of abuse is never okay never okay at all and what you're witnessing is this is a emotional psychological physical different levels of trauma that a person has to undo and peel back the layers upon layers they have witnessed and exposed to these matters uh, whether it's through generational and then also you know they're going to find or try to find that kind of love outside of the house like i always tell uh, my you know my individuals and my platform that everything starts at home you know and a lot of times you know some parents rely on for example teachers in the school system and then it's not their responsibility but teachers in the school system are there to teach why do they have to be teacher and parent and disciplinarian at the same time for your children that's wrong you know they have to have that form of responsibility at home as well and the only way they're going to do it is you got to start from scratch and that comes from just knowing how to love yourself and that and that also means you got different levels of love different levels of love languages you know whether it's through affirming the person through words you know I'm a firm believer in words you have power you know there there is life in words not death you know we're trying to become part of the solution and not part of the continuing problem that we have here in our society today so 
I think that's very important for an individual to know where the roots of those traumas come from and why they feel what they feel. And to, and to think that to normalize the situation is okay and absolutely no, no, period. Well, I noticed the deal. I've got nothing to say. It's probably because he didn't uh, cause so much abuse. I'm just listening. Like, I've, I've never been in an abusive relationship. Neither was I the abuser. So, <laughs> however, I have witnessed some abusive behavior. A lot of times, I, I've seen like a lot of stuff, um, just in children, really. Yeah, I think sometimes that gets when people think about abusive relationships, that gets bypassed. They don't think about how like parents talk to their kids sometimes and cuss them out and saying you ain't this, and you ain't that. That 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 sometimes creates an abuser or somebody that's going to be more prone to being abused. So, just yeah, but I, I've never like endured it you know, on a personal level. So. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, I guess what I'm hearing across the board from all of us is that, you know, I mean, I guess this is something I've just been reiterating over and over again anyway is that it's just so much responsibility when it comes to being a parent. You know, there's so much that we need to be instilling in, in our children um, from the beginning to to avoid this whole thing, right? Um, to avoid, avoid being abusers or even being abused. I mean, um you know, I guess I guess I haven't really personally thought about like what were the reasons why I um stayed in my quote unquote abusive relationship that I was in. Um I think more so I was just trying to be a um I guess a light for that person because you know I understood they they might have went through some things in their past and stuff like that. So I guess I was just trying to be, you know, loyal and just kind of show my love by by being understanding of that individual and it just seemed like he never could understand me or never attempted to or in the process of our dating just you know wanted to tear me down in different ways maybe not meaning to or whatever but um but if that's what you're doing I mean that's that's what it is there's no nothing else to call it you know um so yeah, I mean, uh, parents, you know what I mean? We got to get on our jobs, parents. I mean, uh, I think I'm the only one that's a parent on this, on this call here. Or <laughs> uh, y'all, nobody else. Look, look it, it takes a village. So, you know, you might not be a parent, but you still, you know, I think everybody kind of like take part in the development of some child at some form or point in their life. So everybody can do a better job. I just feel like whatever you're doing, I'm pretty sure we all can be doing it better. So, right. I agree with Neil on that as well, too. You know, um, any male figure has that responsibility. And the, I think everybody's aware, you know, that they, they must play their part and the factor of really coming together to helping children to know who they are, you know, on a day to day basis. Very important for them to know that they are love that they are of greatness they have to know their history where they come from and all these things um there was a quote from one of my favorite abolitionists which is frederick Douglass. i'm going to paraphrase it i know the whole thing verbatim but he said 
it's better to raise children as a whole than to repair broken men. That's a, and that's a process within itself because it's going to take some time for the individual who is broken or they have come to the recognition that they have been broken, whatever that they've been through, it's going to take time for them to undo the damage that has been done. You know, a lot of times if you just pay attention to our communities, society in America or just on a global scale, you know, everybody to say that they want peace, they want love, they want equality, they want joy, they want all these different things, but they're not willing to go inside of themselves to do the internal work to cultivate and to produce this peace, this love, this happiness, this joy. Because your love has set me free. Okay, now I don't know if you guys know, but Chef Derek and I, we're going to be teaming up to create some um, some quarantine experiences for you all. So if you want to have like a, a date night at your house or a small party for 10, check out this, uh, what Chef Derek has for us today so you guys can see what we can bring to you. And um, we're going to be pairing it with none other than uh, a wine featured on MiracleOfWine.com. This is the Fat Chardonnay. We're going to pay, uh, pair that meal with with this right here. But tell, tell us what we got today. So since I had the inside scoop and I knew you had this fat Chardonnay today, I wanted to make sure I got something that would pair really nicely with your wine. Okay. Um, I know I used to love the bottles of wine I used to get from you a couple years back. So when you mentioned to me that you were doing this again, I was super excited. So this pairing is gonna be amazing. So this Chardonnay is gonna go well with a, a light or mild in flavor item. So what I chose was shellfish. We're going with lobster. So this is like a little quick brunch. We've got a lobster with on a bed of eggs, fluffy eggs with a cucumber and tomato salad mm. on the side. That's gonna be light and fresh and fun. Um, that cucumber and tomato salad is gonna give you a nice little kick. It's got some herbs in there. It's got some vinegar for a punch, uh, some spices. So it's gonna, it's, it's well-rounded is what I would like to think. And then that lobster, I don't know if you all could see that tail, but <laughs> it is bathed and butter and mm. herbs and garlic and love because it's a family thing. Okay. So hey, keep us in mind for those quarantine date nights or anything like that. Uh, Cause we can bring the wine to you. We can give you a whole wine tasting as well as a- I mean, I, I already you know can't this, beat gonna, this. This meal is gonna be great, I already know. A nice chilled glass of Chardonnay accompanied by a seasoned lobster 
on a bed of eggs and tomato and cucumber salad. Thank you. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so, what you think of that? Oh, that is nice. <laughs> that is good. And I'm not a big Chardonnay fan, mm -hmm. but like I said, I was so excited when she mentioned to me that she had wines again and I could get them from her. You know what I did? Mm. I placed my order, okay? So I got my red wine from her already, and I love it. Now this one, add, add this to next week's next week's order, for All sure. Right. But for let sure. me check out this meal for the people. I know they want to know how this stuff over yes. here tastes. Let me see. I'm going to go ahead and go for the lobster. Go ahead. You know, I know I could play around and just do the salad first. But I'm going to go straight mm, for the Get into that lobster. Get into it that It looks tail. like it is well seasoned. And um, is there some cheese on it? Oh, no, that's just no, butter. No, that's just butter. Okay, okay. So I'm going to get a little lobster, get a little egg for y'all. Let's see. Bon appetit. Bon appetit. Y'all, mm -mm. you know what? I don't know, Red Lobster. I might not have to go to y'all to listen. If you could hook up some cheddar baked biscuits, oh, uh, then we then can do cheddar baked biscuits. We can yeah. do some lobster tail, cheddar baked biscuits, some nice asparagus. But what we're gonna do instead of the normal asparagus everybody likes to do, mm -mm. everybody and their mother. <laughs> We're gonna go with some white asparagus. I feel like it goes really, really well. I don't think I ever heard of white uh, asparagus. Oh yeah, it's got a bit of a sweeter taste to me. Okay. Um, so I think it goes well. I think that'll be great with the lobster. Mm. Do some crab legs, maybe some king crab. Well, you know what? Um, so I'm gonna have to just call you up next time. I want some lobster. Call me up. We we'll do a boil. Yeah, we we'll get it going. Get some of the shallot. My husband, he be making like a um, cucumber salad. Sorry for the backstage, baby. Obviously, he wants some too. <laughs> I wonder if it's gonna be like he. Everybody wants this lobster tail, y'all. I'm telling you, everybody wants the lobster. You can order it, check it out, brubrustcatering.com. Mm -hmm. You can get with Miracles. She knows how to get you in touch with me. We can come through and put together something really amazing for you and your loved one. And it doesn't even have to be a quarantine date night. It could just be a girl's lunch, brunch. Um, let's reward the fathers. We forget about them quite often. Let's, let's get your man a, a steak and lobster, land and sea. I feel like this is such a treat right now. Like I'm, I'm at some some restaurant or something. I'm just. Well, I'm glad you like it. I, hey, that's the goal. Uh, friends, look out for us on the website, God, Sex, and Love. Thank you so much for coming again. Thank you for uh, having we gotta, me. We got to keep uh, bites with Burbos around. Looking forward to being around. <laughs> Alright y'all. Well, I'm gonna enjoy. I don't know about you. Yeah, I hope you, mm -hmm. I hope you do. Cheers. <laughs> Be sure to tune in though next Friday at 11.30 p.m. where you can catch Miracle. Start to be open to discuss it because uh, at the end of the day, you know.
or quoting one's things and, and not addressing them. And, you know, so I uh, hope you all enjoyed this discussion. Thank you so much to the panel again uh, for talking about this series and this subject. And hope that you all have a wonderful And anyway, is that there's just so much responsibility when it comes to being a parent. You know, there's so much that we need to be instilling in, in our children. Um, from the beginning to to avoid this whole thing, right? Um, to avoid, avoid being abusers or even being abused. I mean, um, you know, I guess I guess I haven't really personally thought about like what were the reasons why I um, stayed in my quote unquote abusive relationship that I was in. Um, I think more so, I was just trying to be a um, I guess a light for that person because you know I understood they they might have went through some things in their past and stuff like that so I guess I was just trying to be you know loyal and just kind of show my love by by being understanding of that individual and it just seemed like he never could understand me or never attempted to or in the process of our dating just you know wanted to tear me down in a different way maybe not meaning to or whatever but um but if that's what you're doing, I mean, that's that's what it is. There's no nothing else to call it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, parents, you know what I mean? We got to get on our jobs, parents. I mean, I think I'm the only one that's a parent on this, this on this call here. But or uh, are y'all nobody else? Look, look it, it takes a village. So you know, you might not be a parent, but you still, you know, I think everybody kind of like take part in. The development of some child at some form or point in their life so everybody can do a better job i just feel like whatever you're doing i'm pretty sure we all can be doing it better so right. i agree with Neil on that as well too you know um any male figure has that responsibility and the i think everybody's aware you know that they, they must play their part and the factor of really coming together to helping children to help who they are, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. It's very important for them to know that they are love, that they are of greatness. They have to know their history, where they come from, and all these things. Um, there was a quote from one of my favorite abolitionists, which is Frederick Douglass. I'm going to paraphrase it. I know the whole thing verbatim, but he said, it's better to raise children as a whole than to repair broken men. That's a, and that's a process within itself because it's going to take some time for the individual who is broken or they have come to the recognition that they have been broken, whatever that they've been through, it's going to take time for them to undo the damage that has been done. You know, a lot of times if you just pay attention to our communities, society in America, or just on a global scale. You know, everybody say that they want peace, they want love, they want equality, they want joy, they want all these different things, but they're not willing to go inside of themselves to do the internal work to cultivate and to produce this peace, this love, this happiness, this joy within themselves. So you can't love nobody else until you actually love yourself through and through. So it's the process that many people say they want. When you really get into it, it's a beast. 
serious, but you must be willing to do the work to love yourself all the way through and to no longer seek validation from others and knowing you have that relationship between you and your creator, nothing will ever stop you from loving on yourself and loving those around you. That's good, that's good. Friends, you know, I don't know if we have time to continue the conversation in regards to the dynamic between men and women, but um, maybe we'll save that for another day. Um, but I just want to say thank you all so much for taking out the time to have this conversation with me. As we see, it's a, it's a serious, serious topic. And um, I hope that this encourages all of you out there to have conversations as well with your friends and family about these tough, tough subjects. So uh, I'll go back in the order that I, I, I think I said you all in. So first, I'll start with Neil. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. Regina, thank you for, so <laughs> for joining the conversation. And also, Ryan, thank you all as well for joining the conversation. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you guys again real soon, all right? Likewise. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Pat. <laughs> Thanks. All right. I'll see you later. <laughs>